everyone. Welcome back to the Thrive in EDU podcast. I am Rochelle Denae Poth. This is still season one, episode number 49. Hard to believe. I think I may need to switch into season two after my next episode because I've been thinking about it for a while now. When do I make that change into season two? And so that just might be the time to do it. If you've been listening, thank you for joining in again. And if you are joining in for the first time, thank you. Uh, My podcast is something that I started back in September, and I have talked about a lot of different topics. And it's just been me with myself in the conversation, but sharing ideas, uh, definitely encouraging some people to join in on my podcast as guests. And I have received a few uh, messages about that. So look to what we'll see in a few episodes, I should have my very first guest, but always excited to have an opportunity to connect with people. So I look forward to having more people sign up to be a guest on my podcast. As I always say, I'm never too sure what the topic will be about. Depends on if I have been to a conference or involved in a conversation, something I've read, uh, things that are happening in our world, especially over the last couple of months where we've been experiencing our school closures and dealing with the coronavirus. Also, most recently, a lot of the conversations have been focused on um, equity, digital equity, and then even more so on anti-racism and what can we do, what, what do we need to do as educators to work with our students to inform ourselves so that we can have these conversations that really need to happen, even though Often there may be times, often I should say, or maybe a lot of the time we might feel uncomfortable starting a conversation or even engaging in one, but we have to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I've heard others say that, and I know I've thought that myself as well. And in my own learning over the past week or two, I've really been trying to take in as many different resources and get as much information as I can and just start to process what my thoughts are, what my feelings are about everything over the past three months of school, things that have happened in the world, in my personal, my professional life, and sort through all of the information that's out there and try and come up with a point to focus on or multiple points to focus on as I plan forward for the summer, for my own learning, for finding time for self-care, for processing all of this, and becoming prepared for the upcoming school year, since we don't necessarily know what that's going to look like. And so there have definitely been, and I'm sure everybody can relate, many emotions that I've experienced over the last couple of months. Um, Things change so quickly, and there were some days that it really felt like it was a challenge to get through, and not just on a personal basis, thinking about our family and our friends and all of the worry that we have that comes with those connections and those relationships, but also in our professional lives for working with those who we are responsible for. And I know that I stayed home for many months, uh, kind of a crazy thing to think about that I hadn't left my house from March 16th until well, let's see here, June 12th. So that's a long period of time to be in my neighborhood. I did uh, have some anxiety about going out because I hadn't been out anywhere. But just thinking about how my year started and looking over the last couple of months and just how much has changed. And I can tell you that 
for a long period of time, I was scared. I would focus on all of the things that were happening in the world and the things that I couldn't control, not that anybody could control them. And I would just go down this rabbit hole and, and have a range of things from feeling anxious and afraid and worried. And then I was worrying about my family and my friends, that they would become sick, that I would become sick, worrying about my students, not necessarily in that same order. And it just started to really overtake what I was trying to do on a daily basis. And I realized that I needed to stop. And so I tried to remind remind myself of what my friend Laura Steinbrink said, and she actually wrote this in my book, in other words, and it was just breathe. It's a method she had used with one of her students, and I try to keep that in the back of my mind because sometimes it can be overwhelming when there's so much going on and we can't find a way to make time for self-care. We miss out on taking, focusing on our, our wellness and taking breaks and also missing up on opportunities to catch up with family and friends because we have so much going on. And during this time where we have been in our homes and working remotely, we have had more time, I hope, to focus on those relationships and to break away from maybe all of the other things that were kind of getting in the way of us interacting with friends and family and focus on what matters the most. And that is true for personal and professional lives. And, and another thing that I think is important as I work through now as the school year has ended and plan for the next school year, whatever that looks like, a big area that I want to focus on is social emotional learning. And it's an area that I really didn't know much about at all. Years ago, I didn't necessarily know the acronym for it or what it stood for. And I certainly didn't know that there were five competencies that make it up. But I wrote a blog post for Getting Smart and looked into it and realized that even though I didn't necessarily know the term for it, I was actually doing some different activities in my classroom that was helping students to build their skills in this area. And while I didn't necessarily know, yes, I'm doing this because I want them to build these skills, I had already tried some different methods and was using some different tools in my classroom that I can now see was in fact helping them to build those skills. And an example of that would just be simply in my classroom when I would have students working together on activities and giving them a chance to build those skills where they're building relationships, they're learning about their peers, they're working together and understanding other people. Also, in project-based learning, for example, helping them to develop social awareness and focus on empathy and understanding what it's like for other people that live in different places beyond their local community or even in their state. Having my students be able to connect with other schools and ask questions and learn by asking them directly, what's it like to grow up? in this country? Or what's it like to go to school? Or what are families like? And I found that the best thing that I could do is to keep pushing myself to learn more. And while we've been away from our students, except if we've had opportunities to connect with them in meetings online, it is it has been an opportunity to kind of reevaluate that for myself and make sure that moving forward, if we're not able to be in that classroom space, that I do have ways, that we have ways 
to connect our students so that they can engage in opportunities where they will build these social emotional learning skills because they are critical for their future. And so giving them opportunities where they can become self-aware and focus on self-management and that social awareness, their relationship skills, relationship building, and then of course, responsible decision-making. And that can come to be in a variety of options, choice boards, project-based learning, hyperdocs, peer collaborations, station rotations if you're in the classroom. And if you're not in the classroom, I even did a scavenger hunt with my students in Zoom using breakout rooms. So there are a lot of opportunities to do this. We just need to think about them ahead of time so that if we have to make that quick transition or if we start the year not in our classrooms, that we have something in place to have our students build those skills and that we can work on our relationship building with them. And so even though we have a few months to get ready until the next school year begins, I know that we'll probably find out what it's going to look like a lot sooner than that. And so we have time now to be better prepared than we were at first. And worst case scenario, we're not in our physical classrooms and we have to figure out how to do all of this online, but we'll be better prepared now because we have our knowledge of what we went through over the past couple of months. Best case scenario, we're back in our classrooms with our students and then we can use whatever the ways are that we come up with to enhance our instruction and take our learning beyond just our classroom space, but push it into anywhere around the world and make connections. And so where do we begin? I say, look at your classroom, at your school, think about how you've been able to connect with your students, even with their families over this time, and figure out just one thing that you can do differently and start with that. And with so many options out there, it really can become overwhelming, but it only takes one method, one tool to get you going and see how it it works out and make sure that you ask for feedback from students and if you're engaging families from them as well. And then evaluate it and make your next step or take your next opportunity to try something different beyond that based on your feedback. So a little bit of a random kind of still reflecting, still processing, thinking about all the topics. But as always, I thank you for listening and I will catch you next time.